Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. I'm Riggs, your host for Mental Health Monday, where I aim to talk about mental health with everybody, but mostly men, because men are terrible at talking about their feelings. A lot of times on Mental Health Monday, I say we're not doctors, we're just dudes talking about mental health. But today, today we're talking to Dr. Bradley Riemann. He's the chief clinical officer for Rogers Behavioral Health. He's a leading expert in the assessment of obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety disorders and the use of cognitive behavioral therapy treatments. He's also been featured on national television shows like 48 Hours, The Today Show, VH1's The OCD Project, and Anderson Cooper Live. Dr. Riemann received his doctorate in clinical psychology from the Chicago Medical School. He's also a clinical assistant professor in the psychology department at the Rosalind Franklin School of Medicine, Marquette University, and the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. So he knows what he's talking about. But anxiety and OCD, they're kind of tied together. So what I thought we would do is break this down into a couple different parts. So this week we're gonna talk to Dr. Riemann specifically about obsessive compulsive disorder. Next week we'll break down anxiety, but this week it's all about OCD. I sat down with Dr. Riemann for about 45 minutes and had a couple conversations with him. I learned so much. And you're going to learn so much this week about obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, for Mental Health Monday. Dr. Riemann, thank you very much for coming on the podcast for Mental Health Monday. Tell us about yourself, your title, your official title. You're the Chief Clinical Officer for Rogers Behavioral Health. Correct. So you're responsible for what exactly? Uh, That's a good question. So basically, uh, Rogers Behavioral Health System is uh, the second largest behavioral health system in the United States. Uh, We have over 160 programs in seven different states. And uh, technically, uh, I oversee all of the clinical uh, non-medical programming through the system. Yeah, minions maybe. Could you could you call them that? <laughs> yes, I wish I had more, but uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, right. and there's a there's a whole slew of highly trained, hardworking individuals uh, at Rogers, and I've been very blessed to be here for 21 years and working with some great people. Today we're kind of tackling obsessive compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I thought we, we could start because you, you have several different areas where you cover. Now, what is uh, kind of more of a... a definition of obsessive compulsive disorder because a lot of people say just in general vernacular you'll hear somebody say oh my OCD you know I have to I have to arrange this because of my OCD so yeah. what is the definition yeah that's, that? a, that's a great question because you're right it's commonly misdiagnosed and misunderstood um, so it, you got to think about it as a two-part problem there's obsessions and compulsions the obsessions 
are these unwanted thoughts, images, or urges that generate high levels of anxiety. And the real key term in that definition is unwanted. Uh, Compulsions, on the other hand, are some sort of repetitive act. It could be a behavioral act, something we could see, witness, Mm -hmm. uh, or observe. Or it could be uh, another mental act. It could be another thought that is designed to try to neutralize that unwanted obsessional thought or to prevent something bad from happening or somehow to get rid of the anxiety that's caused by that obsessional thought. So common examples uh, for an obsession would be the fear of becoming dirty or contaminated. The corresponding compulsion that typically would go with that would be washing and cleaning. Uh, Doubting is another common example of of an uh, obsessional thought. So doubting whether you did something or did something correctly. Did I turn off the light? Did I turn off the stove? Did I do that math problem right? And then the corresponding compulsion is typically checking, going back and checking to make sure you did that. Almost an if-then. If this doesn't happen, then this will happen. Yeah, and of course it's all based on, you know, fear uh, and and the attempt to try to prevent bad things from happening. How does this happen to somebody? Is this something that's, is it genetic? Is it in your biology? Or is it something that can happen from like a traumatic life event, something could happen to you? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, no one knows what causes OCD. Uh, The research certainly uh, supports the possibility of biology and genetics more specifically being involved. Um, So it does run in families. There have been adoption studies that have been done in Europe, et cetera, that point to uh, a biological uh, underpinning, some sort of neurobiological abnormality. We don't know what that is. Uh, To answer the second part of your question, however, um, you know, can trauma trigger this? you know, for years, uh, we would we would probably have said probably not. Uh, trauma can trigger a different anxiety-based condition known as post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we know, as we get to know a little bit more about PTSD and OCD, it does seem that in in some people there is a connection. But the vast majority of people with OCD, trauma does not seem to be a trigger. There's a lot of stigmas, like we mentioned earlier, people misdiagnosing and uh, saying, "I'm oh, I have a little bit of OCD about this." Uh, do you think that helps or hurts the conversation about mental health just in general society? Yeah, and a, a, another great question. You know, it, it probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think, you know, on the one hand, it's good when people talk about mental health issues. Um, uh, certainly, there's there's been so many more television characters or movie characters with OCD over the last 10 years or so. And Monk? And I, Remember yeah, monk, monk exactly, and and so I think the you know the end result is is it it gets people talking it 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 does bring awareness, but you know kind of the bad news is is unfortunately most of the depictions of these things aren't really very accurate, and so that it, it then kind of perpetuates the some of the misunderstandings. Um, you know, one of the big things to to keep in mind is just because someone thinks or does something over and over again doesn't make it OCD. Right. Again, it's an unwanted thought. Uh, so when people say things like, oh, you know, my son is obsessed with video games or uh, I'm obsessed with my former boyfriend and you ask them, well, do you like thinking about video games and do you like playing video? Oh, yes. You know, and I wish I could play more. That's not OCD. It's just an interest. Uh, yeah. General, I mean, and it could be problematic. Yeah. I mean, and, and it could be an issue that needs to be dealt with, but it it's a different issue. When do you think somebody should see as somebody like you or some one of your physicians or somebody at Rogers or anywhere and seek out help if they think, you know, I may really have yeah. some of the things that you've mentioned. Once it begins to disrupt their life. I mean, in other words, um, there are some people who do think that OCD is a bit on a continuum that, 
you know, everyone has unwanted anxiety producing thoughts from time to time. I mean, everyone's gone back and checked a door knock, a lock, even though they're quite sure convinced did that I they close the garage it. door? I think yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and everybody's washed their hands from time to time just because they kind of quote unquote felt dirty. Um, but you know, the vast majority of us, it, it just, it doesn't cause any disruption in our lives. It, it's, it's when someone has so many obsessions and so many compulsions that it begins to create interference or disorder in their lives. That's when we say someone has obsessive compulsive disorder. And that's typically then the tipping point when somebody probably needs to seek some help. Right. So what are, what are the types of treatments? Is it medication? Is it uh, like a behavioral therapy? I know that's part of it. Yeah. What are the best treatments for obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder? The really good news is uh, OCD is, is really quite treatable in the vast majority of cases when treated properly. Uh, there are a handful of medications that have been found to be quite helpful. Uh, these are a subset of antidepressant medicines. Uh, on average, they can produce roughly 30% symptom reduction in of themselves, um, which could be the difference maker between being able to go to school and not, or being able to go to work and not. Um, so lots of people have been helped with these medicines. Uh, the problem is, is they are rarely enough in it of themselves. Um, and the good news is we have another effective option. In fact, the most effective treatment for OCD is, is something out of the school of behavior therapy called exposure and uh, response prevention. And we started our conversation off by saying it's kind of a two-part problem, obsessions and compulsions. And as a result, it requires a two-part solution, exposure and response prevention. So the exposure piece targets those obsessional thoughts and the response prevention, or sometimes also known as ritual prevention, uh, targets those compulsions. And, uh, and it is the treatment of choice uh, for people with OCD. The vast majority of people who get exposure and response prevention, or ERP, uh, can greatly reduce their symptoms to a much more manageable level. And for some, the best way to do it is through a combination of medication and ERP. Sure. Um, what are some of the things that generally people say once they've been kind of relieved of this? Do they feel like they have more time in the day? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, this is a very time-consuming, very debilitating problem. So, uh, for example, the World Health Organization, or WHO, um, uh, rated OCD as the 10th leading cause of disability in the world. And this was not just psychiatric problems. This is medical problems such as anemia or falls and these mm -hmm. kinds of things. So it's, it's, it's common and very debilitating and takes up a ton of time and a ton of energy. Uh, and so as people's symptoms reduce, uh, you know, they have time then to do the things that they want to do or should be doing, like working, going to school, yeah. interacting in their social lives, going back to playing baseball or whatever it was that some young guy was doing. And, and uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that we hear over and over again is just they're just not tormented by those unwanted thoughts anymore. I mean, they just... The, 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 the constant kind of chatter, so to speak, of these unwanted thoughts just gets turned down and, and, and there's a tremendous amount of relief associated with that. Have a, a, a bouts of OCD led to suicide? Has, that ever, has it ever gotten that extreme for some people? And unfortunately, yes. Like any, um, like any mental illness and yeah. that could be a result. Yeah, and, and you know, as we said, it's a very disabling condition. Um, you know, unfortunately for some people, life really comes to a halt. They're not able to really function. Uh, as a result, uh, start, people start to feel hopeless and helpless. Um, and as a result, some people do consider uh, ending their lives tragically, and, and some people uh, have. Uh, you know, again, I think part of the reason why these things are so important, like what you're doing here, Riggs, is, is uh, letting people know that it is a common problem. They're not alone, and there is really effective treatment, yeah. and, and there is hope. 
And you don't have to be ashamed of it either. And you certainly don't have to be ashamed of it. That's right. No, not at all. Well, uh, doctor, I thank you for coming on and giving us a little bit more um, of an insight into obsessive compulsive disorder specifically. So I hope you have you on again in the future. We can talk about it. I know you have a, a great center that we can talk to you about in the future and, of course, anxiety as well. So Terrific. Thank you very much for coming on today. I appreciate being a guest yeah. on Mental Health Monday. Thank you. Being that we did mention suicide, I would be remiss if I did not mention the number. There's always help. 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text the word hello to 741-741. Someone is always available to talk to you if you ever need help. Or if you need to reach out to a professional, Dr. Riemann and his staff at Rogers are amazing. Next week, we'll talk to Dr. Riemann again, except we'll break down anxiety and anxiety disorders. Anxiety is so complex, it really deserves its own podcast for Mental Health Monday. So we'll talk to Dr. Riemann again next week. And on future episodes, we'll talk to more dudes talking about their recovery and straight-up conversations about their mental health. It's okay to talk. That's why we do Mental Health Monday, dudes. Have a great week or weekend or whenever you're listening. We'll talk to you next time for Mental Health Monday. I'm Riggs for Riggs Off the Radio. Make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.